Welcome to another edition of the Movies with Morons podcast. We are the Morons. Matt here. Tyler here. Today we will be reviewing Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. This is that. Very excited. (laughs) Uh, We've also got some... Uh, do you give an F? We've got some the first Black James Bond. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, and at the very end, if we have any time, we're going to squeeze in a little bit of CFL content. Uh, if we're not going over three, four hours, if we can, we can fit it in. We've got a lot to catch up on. Uh, so, Tyler, how you doing? Every time you bring up the Black James Bond thing, I just think of the the, the Peter Griffin meme of uh, the skin tones from when he gets pulled over. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, we're back that's how eon productions is uh, that's, that's casting how they, that's how they <laughs> cast uh, 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 uh. Uh, you already you already have my vote for who who needs to be the next uh, the next bond and that is blackface Kristen stewart <laughs> did you did we i guess we really haven't talked about um no time to die i talked to the the boys about it but i never got your it's, full opinion on it's it. it's so bad Oh, really? I, 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 I thought Daniel Craig was... I, I, there were some scenes where he's acting, and, and it's so campy. I didn't know if that was like an homage to like earlier Bond films, but it was his acting was genuinely terrible. Like it, was, it was almost intentionally badly acted in certain scenes. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't think it was as bad. I certainly did not really like it. I thought the action was really well done. But yeah, I agree that emotionally... <laughs> He I wasn't it. feeling he, anything. He mailed it in. The he only, did. The only, he totally mailed it in. The only highlight was the end of the Armas stuff. But again, she's oh, just so good. She's such a throwaway character. <laughs> like she was there. It was like, ooh, what's she gonna do? And it's like, actually, she's not gonna continue in this movie. Then you just get to, you get her for like half an hour, yeah, a little bit. Made yeah, so <laughs> it made no sense. What a mess. Movies have we we shut down moves with morons at the right time because movies suck now. Yeah, everything I get excited about, I shouldn't be excited about. Um, what's the best movie you've seen since Movies with Moron ended in, in a theater? It's got to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, only if, I, I, it's the same. And that was... It's not even close. That was pre-pandemic, so that was end of 2019. Um, I'm trying to think of other movies. Licorice Pizza was meh. Meh. It's fine. I saw it. I, I did see it in... A, in in the film in the film format, I forget which uh, was it seventy uh, millimeter. Yeah, saw in seventy millimeter. So that that yeah. probably made it like more visually enjoyable. Than it was, but uh, yeah. And then it's funny because you know we reviewed the Nice Guys and I threw on the Nice Guys the other night and pre movies with morons being over and what a, what a great movie. What a flick! I think it was like episode. That was early. It was early days, man. Early days. Th- that movie holds up really well. So funny. Really well. I I, I got to think that Quentin watched that movie and was like, "Damn, they kind of kind of got a little bit of the vibe I was going for." <laughs> like it's pretty close. The vibes it's, are. It's good. The vibes are. It's not as long format of a movie, and it doesn't it doesn't sit into the scenery as much. But it it uh yeah, Ryan Gosling is fantastic. I love that man. Yeah. No, did, I will not, but I will not see Barbie. I will not see yet? Barbie. I will not see the Barbie movie. <laughs> I have to. Oh no! I have to because Lady Bird number one of 2017, <laughs> Little Women number two of 2019. I am a confirmed Greta Gerwig stan. I have got, <laughs> got to be there. But I, when I saw she was making Barbie, I was like, that sucks. And then I've seen everything that's come out of it, 
and I'm I feel worse, but I'll be there. <laughs> and I day one right. with bells on. Okay, good. I'm glad one of us is one of us is. I'll report you know, back. Uh, you gonna t- are you gonna take ED to that one? I don't know. I I don't know when it comes out. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, I did not. Is... I did not see the gray man to answer your initial question. No, is, is it? Should I pop it on? No, I told you, just a moment ago. Movies suck now. Ugh, All no. movies are bad. Oh, I just, I just, I just. It's just, there's just crap. What about, this, what about this Native American predator movie? It, that's that's. <laughs> what's the deal with this thing? I owe it a rewatch. I watched it. Oh, you've seen very it. Er- yeah, I, yeah, I've seen it. I watched it very early, and I liked what i saw but it was one of those where i got up really early and couldn't go back to bed and i threw it on and i was mostly on my phone the whole time uh but i liked it i think it was definitely uh straight to streaming you could you could just tell the seams it's like <sighs> you know you know it's a sign that movies are dead when you go on a rotten rotten tomatoes and you scroll and it's it's not like top you know theater movies and theaters and how much they're grossing it's uh popular streaming movies most popular on tv right uh <laughs> and new in tv this week that's that's those are the first three categories popular in theaters is the fourth thing you have to scroll nearly two-thirds down the page to see top movies in theaters yeah and i guess i, I will say i have not unfortunately seen top gun um i, I want to but i just it's on. <laughs> are you? There's a we record on Tuesdays, yes. and Tuesdays are AMC movie days, and so we can change. I just have not snuck out. We can, ch- we can change with this move to with this move to Germany. You know, we can we can change up days. I don't I don't mind whatever works. Uh, Tuesday worked with my pr- previous schedule, and we kind of just okay. s- stuck with Tuesday. But perhaps we don't do Tuesday anymore if it works. I, I all. <laughs> I, well, so the other thing is that I have another commitment on Wednesdays. And I really can't be out of the house for more than two ni- weeknights, or at least indisposed. Although I, because I, I record at home, but I'm you know in the in the lab for an hour and a half. So yeah, all I right. Kinda, well, I, I, I just want to say out there, I, I, I am interested in Bullet Train, and I'm interested in Nope. I've heard from a mutual friend that Nope is very good. I mean, I think I think that's an established director at this point, and the genre works for him. So I think it's probably yes. Yeah. Well, Let's do you go- want to talk some uh, CFL? Uh, yeah, uh, and we're back. Uh, welcome to uh, the Shups and Preds pod. Uh, we're going to be covering was it week nine, week ten. Uh, we week, are on week ten. Week ten. Uh, looking forward to week eleven. Uh, going over some fantasy. Going over the Preds for next week. Do we have Peter's Preds? We don't. Okay. Well, so. we're gonna pre- we're actually gonna pred for Peter, so we're gonna we're gonna give him. <laughs> I, yeah, and I I am current. I will be able to give everyone. So John and Peter, as you're listening in, I've got our up to date prediction records. What about the um, what about the fantasy? I know there was a little fantasy is up to date as well. Okay, I was worried. So worried we're about in. That one. <laughs> Don't worry. Almost didn't. Once I saw my score, I almost said, you know what. Maybe we'll skip a week. <laughs> a bye week? But I, oh, man. I pushed through. I pushed through. So, all right, let's talk CFL Week 10, starting off with uh, Winnipeg uh, hosting the Montreal Alouettes. And the story here is what? Is legs, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's it's hey. the, it's now how many games at this season where a game has been lost by a kicker on a, a chip shot field goal? I think this is three now, right? Well, this counts as two. Okay, oh, yeah, this is so we've had we'll say so four. The, yeah, yes, we'll say this four. is four now. Um, and uh, so I think I wonder if a little pale, maybe Boris. Beattie said, "Like I'm, I've had it with being the odd kicker out. Can someone royally Montreal, foul this, up a game? This is a payback from Montreal from Week One, though. Well, how so? Remember Montreal in the Week One against Toronto, or week? I guess it was Week Two because Toronto didn't play Week One. Uh, chip shot. Oh field. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is yeah, this is their come come up. Yeah. Um, what's weird is I don't feel like Winnipeg. This was a really really vanilla game for Winnipeg, but I don't feel like they played." all that badly they've um, played the same as they've been playing they we've said we've been really saying even. we've been beating the drum for weeks now yeah so it's almost i i don't this doesn't say anything new um i mean zach caleros was 78 percent he had 251 yards not setting the world on fire but that's a very zach caleros game brady Oliveira had a great outing with 84 yards um and uh he got a touchdown in there didn't he yeah, but uh, we, we got to talk about yeah about touchdown. Winnipeg. So yeah, I, I just feel like this is a, a huge fluke. But is it though? I feel like I for, think it, for, for me, Winnipeg was playing with fire every week. None of the games were they were keep winning by single digits. You know, kind of come back in the second half, play bad in the first half, wins, and finally it caught up with them. They just didn't. You know, yes, it they. They should have won. That's that's beside the point, though. The point is, they played these teams that they, they, you know, in games where they, it feels like, to your point, like they played fine. Like, you know, they should have won handily, but they put themselves in these situations where, you know, if your goal kicker has a bad day and you lose the game, you know, I think if you're, yeah. if if you're the if you're the bombers, it's like why are we why are we playing down to the competition every week? It's got to be they have a yeah they have a bye week uh, this week, yeah, and I this think week, it's. Yep. I think they need it. I think this is their first bye week of the season. That's I think they're the last team to have one. So I think they ran out of steam. I think they need a battery recharge. I think it's coming at the right. I think it's coming a week too late. Uh, but regardless, I expect them to come out uh, in week 12 against Calgary and look a little more rejuvenated. Okay. I agree. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can turn around because I think I feel like you're totally right. And looking back at the the scores, they have a great win against BC, but you know, look at tight win on Calgary in twice week six. Um, you know, going back even to the the very beginning, uh, sneaking one on Ottawa, nineteen seventeen. Toronto next week, nineteen to twenty to twelve rather over the same Ottawa team. Um, you know what? Yeah, a twenty three twenty two. Over Toronto, I really hadn't thought about that, but they're pretty good at either sneaking one out or making a late comeback. Um, and they they really would have had it here. There's no reason for them to have lost this game. Um, I don't think that Legs is a bad enough kicker to no to do that. I, so that's why I think it's fluky because he had two chances to. But it's not fluky keep because the game because, going because of what you just. But said, it has though. to. Well, but it's but, yeah. it's not flu- but it's not fluky. It's the the fact that he missed two of them is fluky. But the the him missing a field goal and them and them to to win the game is not fluky because they keep playing putting themselves in these games <laughs> where where the only thing is a missed field goal and you lose the game. You know they've, they've played I, enough. Yeah. Of these. No, I, I I hear where you're. I think I would have. I'd be more apt to call it a fluke if it was like a weird pick six or a okay. yeah a, a return touchdown that put him down. But to this was a, a gimme. 
It's I don't know. This is a giveaway. That's it's a high school. It's a, it's a high school. It's a high school kickers kick. Totally. You know? Yeah. I mean, there are freshmen and there are fourteen year olds that hit these in regularly in in high school football games in both the U.S. and Canada. So yeah, yeah. You got two ob- You got two chances at it. It's just unacceptable. Perhaps he's too comfortable in his position. He knows that he can't get. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps I need to bring. It's kind of like I feel like that's talked about way more in like uh, soccer. Is like you know you need to bring to bring in some competition to like raise the level of everybody else. Maybe that's a. Maybe they need to get a high school kicker uh, on, the, on the roster just to kind of push them for these kind of shots. Well, I feel like this is a continual question mark in the, the CFL is is special teams. Um, came up in the BC game. Uh, just Frank Beamer would be disgusted. I just You just have to make your 29-yard field goal <laughs> kicks to win the game. You can't at, at, at home at home at home at home at home. Lord Almighty, it's just that's just not okay. At home, uh, so. and also do, doomed me to. It was the beginning of a terrible Pred week to, for me, so we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, do you want? Shall we move on to the next game? Let's do but, it. Hey, hey, good on Montreal. It's the most quality win any team has this season. We've been waiting for Winnipeg to lose, so tip of the cap to Montreal. We've been begging, we've been banging for a, a Winnipeg loss, and it came at a very unexpected time. So, Montreal claps up for you, Trevor Harris. You didn't throw a duck this game for an interception. <laughs> but Trevor Harris, I mean, Jake Weineke, who's back of the week. I mean, and Dalton like... and Dalton and Dalton Schoen just continues to catch touchdown passes. That's all the guy does. That's a crazy one, Ellingson. I guess we should say Ellingson back. Uh, played so well. That's awesome. Played well. Yeah, he played Good pretty well. Good for him. Uh, yeah. But three three white receivers dominant. <laughs> That is, they're the most vanilla team in the CFL. We've been saying this. It's you're, you're right, and hey, Brady Oliver is a player now. All right, and I don't miss Andrew Harris right now. Andrew Harris is struggling, and, and Brady Oliver is starting to eat. So, uh, you know, Winnipeg is is going to be okay. I'm not too worried about them after this game. So yeah, let's get I into agree. let's get into a, a little rivalry game, a little little tie cats Argos. Um, so last week. Uh, Toronto narrowly beat Hamilton despite being mostly outplayed if statistically if you look at the box score in this game they were outplayed again uh, and they lost they lost a close game on the road uh, Hamilton ran the ball well for the first time went with a two quarterback system uh, of Schultz and Newman Newman uh, not quite fully do we have a, do we have a quarterback controversy now? I got like a three-way, the three-headed monsters. Like, like what are we? It's so strange. Hamilton only wins when they have two quarterbacks taking a ton of like, like, like what are we doing? It's such a weird setup, and yet they win these games with the setup. So you can't argue with it. I mean, Newman stinks. Let's just get that out there. Newman is. (laughs) uh, Was Dane? Sorry, Dane was Dane. Dane was hurt, correct? Or did he just simply not play? The hell, my damn mic. Sorry, I was just sneezing and I couldn't undo my mic. I am looking it up. I was wondering the same thing. Um, let's see, Dane Evans. What happened to this boy? Dane Evans, doubtful. Shoulder, in, yeah, shoulder so he's, injury. He's just injured. Um, I think if he played, they would have won by a lot more. If I'm being okay. honest, like uh, I think the game was close because Schultz was playing. But that being said, he didn't play very well. But they ran the ball. I do, this is what I don't understand. Toronto has a, a decent defense and. Hamilton has Schultz starting, so you got to be thinking, man, we got to we got to make sure these guys don't run the ball. And what is and what do they allow Hamilton to do? They allow 
Hamilton to run all over them. I don't mm-hmm. understand. It's just terrible ga- game planning. I mean, I say this every week. MBT was steady Eddie. Doesn't turn the ball over. 24-37 for nearly 300 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions. He played fine. The running game. Is Andrew Harris out? Is he, like, on the outs right now? You know? No, he got injured. He's out four to six weeks with a torn pectoral. <sighs> Not good. So now Very bad. AJ Omelette. Uh, oh, Owlet, oh, you got to help me here, man. I like AJ Omelet better. I like uh, AJ. I'm Omelet. not going to correct you. Um, you know he's coming in. Uh, you know, just an, another vanilla team, but a vanilla team that's not as good as Winnipeg. Just Toronto is vanilla. I like them more than I should. Hamilton, I think, is is back? Question mark. I mean, uh, the the East is still such a mystery at this point between Toronto, Hamilton, and, and uh, Montreal. I just don't know what I'm working with week to week. You know, it's kind of like a bad, it's kind of was a bore. It's the score belies kind of how boring both of these teams are. You know, you see 34 27, you think, wow, it must have been pretty exciting. Yeah, kind of a slugfest. Yeah, it was more like quarterback sneaks for touchdowns. Like, like you know, no explosive plays, really. You know, no receiver had more than, than Tim White at 77 yards. He's probably the most explosive player on the field. But, you know, Everything's kind of check downy, like middle throws for Toronto, and Schultz doesn't really have much of an arm, so it's mostly the same for him. And relying on receivers to make yards after the catch, you know, it just—it's weird. Toronto lost the game that they really played better in, and mm-hmm. Hamilton won the game that they played worse in. So it sort of doesn't make it. It's like the CFL; it doesn't make any sense. You look at this and you would say, "Ah, oh, okay, Toronto played much better than last week. They must have yeah. won the game." It's like I, I, no. I think it, it, I think it goes back to something we talked about where there's just such a there's a bigger margin for error. You know when a when NFL teams go out, every position executes what they are supposed to, right? Yeah. Um, and so it really doesn't allow for a lot of variations across time. What we see within games and across a season is variations of. Um, you know, Toronto's good one week against a better team. You know, they'll, they, they'll, they, Toronto played really poorly against Ottawa and got beat. And then they played fairly well um, against Hamilton and, uh, and, and won. And then they played probably a better game this week than last week against the same Hamilton squad and then and lost. lost. Yeah, and, and Hamilton didn't you know lost their starting quarterback, uh, and didn't radically increase their the quality of play, and lost a kind of tradesies game. So, what are you gonna do? That's just a tough one. You're, you're not. And, and these games aren't hard very to predict. And these games are that this game wasn't very exciting because because the t- both teams are you know well they got Schultz playing so they can be very conservative the offense and then Toronto's offense without Harris and, and Toronto's offense in general is sort of just sort of like move the chain kind of offense like they don't have they don't have deep threats they have good guys that are good possession receivers Ambles Gittins these are good possession receiver guys so there's not a lot of turnovers either so it's like that's almost the reason for the scoring is the lack of turnovers because you know kicking in seven field goals between the two of them you know so. Yeah. <laughs> like only one turnover in the game. It was a cleanly played game. It's like the East is just got these teams that are just sort of like, eh, you just sort of like shrug your shoulders. So there's really nothing interesting about them. I mean, no. Toronto, I, I, Toronto is two and four when they're not playing shitty Saskatchewan. I mean, that's just the truth. Like their, their record is inflated by their two, you know, by playing Saskatchewan and Saskatchewan kind of sucks. So 
you know, I, I, I don't feel good about Hamilton either. Hamilton has been, been poor this season, but, you know, they're right there. I mean, yeah. Tor- Toronto at 4-4, four and four, you know, weirdly I have more faith in Hamilton moving forward than Toronto at this point. I, for no other reason than, like, they're they've – I don't have a good one. I said they don't really don't. I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't have more faith in Hamilton, but I just don't. Tr- I don't trust any of these teams in the East week no. over week over week. I don't like no consistency. Not at all. I am right there with you. Um, so let's uh, let's stop talking about these boring teams and get to the mother of all games this season. The the thing that we've all wanted so badly. <laughs> <laughs> and it it we finally we kept calling it every week and it kind of it would sometimes get close but none lived up to the hype more than what matt was about to speak about well i was going back to some episodes because i had to go double check everyone's preds to make sure i got the the stats right and i came across an interesting conversation that we all had in the week nine predictions mm. where you said and i quote oh. i think Calgary's going to beat the shit out of the Lions when they meet. I did say that. You're, you were kind of half right. They did beat the shit out of the Lions. They did but, beat the shit out of the Lions. Except for one Lion. Right. They, they beat the shit out of a lot of Lions, except for maybe the most important one. Yeah. Uh, so, we had just a huge game from Massive. Nathan Rourke. Massive. Uh, little more what do you want to call it Tyler? you want to call it a little more uh shakier ground a little more uneven i mean uh, brett Favre. it was a brett he had, he had like game. a brett he had a brett Favre kind of game <laughs> he it totally felt, did he had a brett Favre game he threw two interceptions to touch, but, but just yards. but just slinging it yeah he's just uh just absolutely crushing the ball 31 um, first downs so they were just they're just moving the chains and obviously a ton of that is in uh the fourth quarter uh, where they scored 20 points to close the deficit, um, including a, a late field goal by Sean White to, to clinch it uh, with no time on the clock. Um, but before that, they really, um, you know, uh, Rourke was slinging it but had a fair amount of interceptions. Calgary was just kind of making good. I mean, they've got some... Uh, They've still got uh, Kadeem Carey's out. Bo Levi's kind of being Bo Levi. He's Bo has kind of moved into the Calero zone. Inaccurate as hell, uh, though. Where, his, what is his season? What's his season thrown percentage completion percentage? Well, yeah. So he, I don't know overall, but it, I feel like this game was was one of the worst he's had. Um, no, he's had some stinkers just per, just completion percentage wise. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think what I see from Bo is that he's he's a he's a good enough quarterback. He's a smart enough football mind that he doesn't get in trouble. But what we're missing is that explosiveness. Um, so you know, they're just they're moving the the ball, and and I was very surprised to see BC pull this one out obviously i was 61 percent for the season by the way yeah. not that not that good no not good at all um so i don't what do you want to say what do you want to say about this one i Tyler? got lots i got lots to okay. say first of all i have to rip into dickinson this is three avoidable losses and you know exactly what i'm gonna say why the fuck are they not running the ball when they have the lead Dietrich mills played very well 
uh, he, seven carries for 55 yards. Why is Diedrich – and then uh, Bagleton had an 11-yard carry and, and Peyton Logan also had an 11-yard carry. Why are they rushing for like near, over eight yards a carry as a team and yet they only have 11 carries when they had the lead for most of the game? I feel like I'm just yelling at a brick wall at this point. It's absolutely ridiculous. The Calgary coaching staff, Dickinson in particular, is holding back this offense. Their best weapons are their running backs. They have a great O-line that run blocks very well. Kadeem Carey, I'm not saying he's like, it's kind of shown that maybe with Dedrick Mills, his last two games, that actually if you're just a healthy running back behind this line, you can get yards. And yet we continually see in big games the Stampeders take the lead, and then in the, in the second half, particularly the fourth quarter, they just stop running the ball. It doesn't make any sense. They, they could easily, they're 5-3, and three, they could easily be 8-0 if they just committed to the run. But it doesn't seem to matter who's running back, carry, Mills, and it doesn't matter, seem to matter how well they run. He just gives up on it when they have the lead, which is when you would want to run the ball. I, I, I just, with Bo only throwing 61%, for the whole season, you know, take the yards that are that are that are there to be taken. I'd have to do the math on his yards per attempt, but 32 attempts for 206 yards is not very good. They're averaging more yards per carry than he is per rowing attempt, which is not very good. That's bad. I actually think Bo is holding the team back too. I think Jake Mayer wins this game. I don't think he's that oh, inaccurate. You, you know, I've been on that since the uh, since the draft. I think Jake Mayer wins this game. I don't think Jake Mayer goes – we've not seen Jake Mayer have any kind of game like an 18 for 32 because he's not. He's a better quarterback than Bo is. Now, Bo had huge injury issues last year, and I'm not saying that he's not healthy. He's He had a – he threw – you know, he didn't throw a pick or anything. But his shoulder injury last year I think creeps into this year. There's, there's You know, we're trying to explain why Bo is having such accuracy issues. You know, a major shoulder injury from last season will certainly – and then he played through it anyway. I think it's got residual problems this season. I think Calgary is way underachieving. Uh, they had this game by the balls, and they and they and they let them they let BC off the hook. I think Calgary could have scored fifty plus with Mayer on the field. Like that's how good. Ooh. That's how good this team was, and I think that's how good the potential of this team is. And and between the coaching staff and and Bo being not benchable because of how he's playing, but also not winning them any games, it's sort of infuriating. Uh, Defense played good enough to win for three quarters and really just sort of just, just you know. Rourke gets yards. We know that already this season. He, he, he They've got the best receiving core, and we, we know that. We know that. Uh, his, his connection with Dom Rimes is, is wild. Uh, it's wild. They, they are so in sync, and, you know, Burnham comes, comes in and just also has a massive game. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody got, got eight, dude. I mean, no, no receiver that caught a pass had less than five catches. Javon right. Cotoy got five. Everybody else had at least six. And then he had two with seven. Well, I mean, it's ridiculous. He's putting up Madden numbers. There's now being kind of floating, like, will he, you know, and will he try to go to the NFL? Let's table that talk, right? It's his first full season starting in the CFL. Like, let's just try to enjoy Nathan Rourke for, for the domination he's providing because it's, it's, it's very fun to watch. Um, you know, BC is, it, it goes as far as he'll take them, though. I will say they're not a com- as complete a team as Winnipeg or Calgary is, but they have an absolute wild card. Or not even a wild card. They have an ace up their sleeve with Rourke every time. I don't know. I, I feel like with a healthy James Butler, they 
Bruce Anderson did fine. Six. He, he, did, he did do fine. When BC throws to the running backs, I think that's when they're, I said it last week. I'll say it again. When I think they're at their best when they get their running backs involved in the passing game, um, because their receivers command so much attention that it totally messes with the defensive scheme if you start chucking it underneath to the running back. And they did it again with Anderson. So it means you know they're not they don't really care who's at running back. They're going to throw the ball to the running back, and I think it totally works. It totally works for this team. They don't run the ball a ton. They don't hand the ball off a ton. Uh, but they supplement the lack of rushing attempts with the checks underneath to the running back. And it totally puts the defense on their heels because they, they can't just, you know, double on receivers and not face the quarterback. And they have to they have to, they have have to, to look uh, and they have to stay. You know, that play is there for the taking. So BC yeah. is well coached. They have a great young quarterback. They have the best receiving core in the CFL. I think their defense is absolute dog shit. Um I, I think that when it comes up against good competition, it totally folds. Um, well, especially their uh, kicking, their <laughs> return defense. So uh, bad. Average, the Peyton Logan had four returns, averaged 39 yards, grabbed a TD on one of those, and then Jalen Philpott, three returns, averaged 47 yards. That's a problemo. It is. Uh, also, um, you know, you look at the stats um, – Rene Paredes, the missed field goal, four of five. He makes that. He makes that other field goal. Different game. Like I said, I really think that if if Mayer plays in this game, that they, they put up fifty plus easy. No, not even a doubt in my mind. He he, they got they got forty points with Bo having a ho hum game, and again, I I just. I've belabored the Dickinson thing, but it's he's why he's so averse to running the ball is beyond me. I don't get it. He's got great running backs. He's got a stable. And he just refuses to use them. Yeah, it's especially uh, weird when Bo is having such a, a bad... Terry, yeah, give the guy, you know, if you're going to... Don't put the onus all on his arm because it's just... I'm sorry, it's it's just shown now against the the two other teams that they're competing with, uh, you know, in the West, BC and with Winnipeg, that his arm is not going to win you the game. And... The thing is, he doesn't need to. That's the frustrating. He doesn't need to. Um, on the other side, Nathan Rourke does need to win the games for BC. If BC is going to win the Grey Cup and challenge Winnipeg uh, in the West to take the Western crown, it's it's going to be through Nathan Rourke own, owning it. And at 7-1 and one now, huge, huge, huge week because I don't know how many times Winnipeg is going to lose this season. And I know that they have two more wins than BC, and BC's got more games to pl- a lot more games to play than Winnipeg does. But now at least BC can, you know, they're right there. You know, if, if they both have one loss, if BC can, you know, BC can bank. Like, you know, if they can beat Winnipeg, I don't know how many more times they play Winnipeg. Is it once or twice? Just have to look. Uh, yeah, usually they're playing three times a game or then a it, year. Then it might come down to BC versus Winnipeg. It's straight up, you know. And if you're win- and if you're BC, that's great, right? Like you, you know, you'll take you'll you'll, you'll bet on yourself and the and you know, so huge. This game had huge implications. It really was game of the year so far. It might just be game of the year period, um, just because of just be- just just because of how fun the game was. I mean, this if you're trying to market the CFL, this was the game. This was the game. Uh, yeah. So BC and Winnipeg uh, play each other week weeks nineteen and twenty one. So I mean, those are going to be awesome. Perfect. Those that are is going perfect. To, those are going to be awesome. And I honestly totally. don't think I know Calgary's got a big game against Winnipeg coming up. Their third game against Winnipeg already. They they really need to win that game. 
they've really Winnipeg. That's 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 the thing. Winnipeg also with, with BC now at seven and one and and having gotten through Calgary. BC also Winnipeg also really needs to win that game. We haven't well, seen when's, point, when's the last Calgary time Winnipeg decide whether they want to tank for fourth. Right now they yeah have, oh oh yeah they're, they're five and oh. three against Sketches five and four. Uh, if I'm Calgary, if I'm one of the Dickinsons, <laughs> maybe Dickinson that's his ploy all along. He's like, we already have three losses. Like we're not going to catch Winnipeg. Like, jeez, I, I, I just I'm so mad at Dickinson. I'm just. Uh, uh, well, I, you've got a chance to talk about another Dickinson. So let's move on to. Uh, uh, we've got the big game, big big <laughs> game, Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Edmonton Elks. Oh. Uh, at any point, Tyler, here's let's start out this way. At any point, did you feel like Edmonton had a chance to pull this one out? It's more to, did I feel like Saskatchewan had the the nuts to to see the game through. Just Cody Fajardo is a running back. He's a running back who sometimes throws passes. I mean, what are we doing? in Saskatchewan I mean the Elks are the only team I think maybe Ottawa that this that this game they that they that that Saskatchewan wins this game they're they were so anemic on offense just terrible out you only had 260 yards of total offense 130 passing yards 130 rushing yards just not good you know Edmonton undisciplined 12 penalties for 140 yards. Just two teams just trying to give the game away. To be honest, I know the Rough Riders are 5-4 and four, to the Elks 2-7, and seven, but I felt like they were just staring in a mirror at each other just in terms of ineptitude uh, on all levels, coaching, just what's going on on the field. Taylor Cornelius played a decent game. I mean, like for, I don't know what the expectation of Cornelius is. He is, he is what he is. He carried the ball. This was quarterbacks running the ball because there was nothing. It was just scrambles. It was terrible. This was, an, you know, we just talked about what a good advertisement BC Calgary was for, like, the brand of CFL that people want to see. This is the game was the opposite. You know, quarterbacks who can't find receivers, you know. The, the one touchdown Cody had was an underthrown ball to Duke Williams that was just horribly underthrown. He did not throw. He, Duke Williams adjusted to the catch. That's the only reason it was caught for a touchdown. Yeah, that might have. Uh, I don't know who was on defense, but the, the the catch was because Duke saw it and ran back, and the Elks defender could not turn around quick enough <sighs> to so, go defend the ball. So bad. Cornelius stinks. Uh, I, I don't. The, the both these teams, you know, Saskatchewan is. Pro- probably going to sneak in the playoffs which is awful to think but what a what an absolute shit show i mean could fajardo shouldn't be out there it's very clear that he cannot throw the ball um it's 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 clear to me at this point that his career in the cfl as a starting quarterback on a on a on a team that has expectations the level of saskatchewan is nearing a close i don't i think the rough riders will finish the season with him on the roster i do not think I know he may come back next year, but I do not think starting next year that he will be their starting quarterback. Just don't. I, don't, I think it, I think they gotta they gotta move, move on. Move on. I think uh, the. Co- yeah, that's I, unfortunate. I think of the Cody experiment. Uh, unfortunately, I think John really highlighted it more in last season. Was it just that those first two years, letting him just play too fast and loose, running the ball and get banged up, in just two years of just getting 
his noggin smash and, you know, putting his body on the line every game. I think, you know, just into the ground. I mean, you see it in the NFL all the time, right? This is why the teams in the NFL get dogged for drafting, you know, run first quarterbacks is because they get beat up. They have short, mm-hmm. they have short careers and that doesn't happen that often in the CFL, but with Cody, it did. He just got the shit beat out of him for two seasons and he's just, he's never gotten back right. And I don't think any amount of time off the time from COVID didn't really fully heal him. And then he came back and he ran a bunch more and he got beat up more. And the off seasons are, you know, no COVID. So it was a short off season compared to what he had the season before. So, oh, where do we go from here? And yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think Edmonton continues to suck. I think they're really bad. They're the, I think, I think they're the worst team in the CFL right now. Just what, defend. What just, yeah, I, I agree totally. <laughs> but, you know, they put up 23 points on. A team that we feel is a an elite defense. Is what, but but what's but your thoughts a, there? I, I think Saskatchewan's elite defense is eroded by the fact that their their offense can't hold the ball. Just too many opportunities. Just given the ball, yeah. So I, I'm curious how many punts uh, punts in this game because it's it's got to be a lot. Let me look real quick. Uh, seven point seven points for Saskatch, five for Edmonton. Yeah, so you give the ball away seven times. Plus, um, plus, plus, inter- plus turnovers, plus interceptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think th- three turnovers for Scatch or two. So, so it's nine. Basically, let's look at it as nine turnovers. I mean, Edmonton had their shots. Now, Edmonton blew their shots, right? Interception. <laughs> like, right. They had even more turnovers, you know. Uh, but Kenny Lawler got his. I just think that Edmonton is a team, is a one player team. Manny Arsenault cause sometimes shows up, but they, they the running backs are, are bad. It's just yeah. beyond. They're, they're, they don't have a running game. They don't have a quarter. You know, you know what I mean. They have. They, they're missing all the things that you need to be successful. Um, I will say they probably overperformed on offense this game, but I think that Saskatchewan defense is tired. I, I really thought that bye week would give Cody time to heal, and he, I really was expecting a lot more out of him this game, and he did not deliver at all. Not anywhere close to the level that this league is required to win in this league. He got bailed out by bad Elks defense who can't, you know, you think that the Elks would learn from Nathan Rourke running all over them that, you know, maybe they should spy the quarterback, but then here comes Cody. You can't throw the ball at all and they don't spy him at all. And he rushes for 50 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, the Elks just, how many times you have the same thing happen to you week, week after week and you don't, you don't start game planning for it. It's crazy. So uh, the Elks are, just a, a terrible team with I think I, I, you have to start questioning the coaching at this point because you know they're not improving on things that are very obvious yeah. um, and Saskatchewan is a team that's overachieving because their defense just keeps them there I think Edmonton is falling into uh, something that happens a lot of professional sports is the guru um, that they got they got gurued Chris Jones was was the guru who came in he's coming to coach I'm going to be GM. This is my team. And it's crazy that, you know, Kahari Jones got canned so quickly. Hire Kahari Jones. <laughs> I mean, they can't. They're, they've got, yeah. Um, In the offseason, hire Kahari Jones. I, I, and I think Chris Jones definitely styles himself and considers himself a guru, uh, kind of a one-man coaching staff. Uh, one-man, you know. So... I, I, they got to step up. This has to turn around. Um, 
Edmonton deserves the city of the city of Edmonton deserves better. The Edmonton faithful are going to hold on. They're going to keep rooting, but you know they don't deserve to get just beat up like this. So not just beat up, but just like looking like the ways they're losing are embarrassing. And 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 I highlighted the quarterback running because it's happened so many times in games for them, and it's just not been addressed. And it's crazy, you know. That the scheme isn't like you know you know if Saskatchewan watched tape on them and they thought well, Cody's you know having trouble throwing so he's gonna have to run, and you know we know Cody likes to run. What does Edmonton do? They don't came plan for it at all. It's crazy. I mean they've been run on by quarterbacks so many times this season. It's just like at what point do you start looking at the coaching stuff and like what are you guys doing when you look at film? Like you guys are so easy to game plan against. Saskatchewan saw that you suck at doing that, and you guys know that you've like let this happen. It's just like I, I, I'm kind of at a loss with Edmonton. I don't, I don't know what to do with them. You know, maybe Dickinson, should, Dave Dickinson, should head over to Edmonton. Maybe he can, maybe he can right the ship. I can't imagine. We would have to just let you run because that's a that's a thirty minute episode in and of itself. Edmonton, Dave Dickinson, coach Dave Edmund, Dickinson helmed Edmonton Elks, Elks team, just drawing untold levels of ire from tyler press gosh <laughs> all right well let's talk lee gleaders uh gleading the lee uh in passing yards and passing touchdowns nathan rourke uh, he's 100 he's 94 yards shy of uh 3, yards he's tearing it up man um, yeah i mean 488 yards a game or <laughs> in some of the games well uh we do have a new rushing yards leader yeah. Brady Oliveira. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Absolutely and crazy. really to drive in the the point of, of how not a running league this is. Yeah. Rushing TDs. Uh, Dominique Davis, Nathan Rohr, Cody Fajardo, one, two, three. Um, and then Kai. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do with that information what you will. No, no stand back. Carrie's been hurt, and Dave Dickinson hates Kadeem Carey. So keep those yeah. keep those two things in mind. <laughs> uh, receiving yards. Wildly enough, even after a stinker of a game, Eugene Lewis is holding on to the, uh, the top spot, the seven hundred fifty. Jalen um, Acklin just didn't catch anything the other week. That's why. No, being very hot and cold. Yeah. Very hot. I'm surprised Dom Rimes isn't. Is he? He's got to be third, right? So Dom Rimes is currently leading the Touchdowns. receiving TDs. So, oh, yeah, with nine, and then and Dalton Schoen. Dalton Schoen's got to have also like eight. He's got eight. Yeah, and, and I'm both on my fantasy team. <laughs> so, uh, shall we uh, move on? We still have not got Peters. No, Peters so. Preds will be on the graphic. Um, okay. We'll we'll have the table, or you can. I would love you to release the graphic with something like ridiculous in in his Preds section. I think something absurd. Um, maybe put a little joke in there. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's start off with. Oh, so I guess um, let's do an update where we all stand. So, Tyler, you are number one. By not by much. 26 and 13. Right behind you is Peter, 25 and 14. And right behind him is John at 24 and 15. And then I am three games back from John at 21 and 17. Um, so I took a few flyers, and they did not pan out. Um, Calgary really did a number on me. I really could have taken a huge lead on the that league. That would have been a big one. Yeah. yeah. So you are only one game 
uh, yeah, clear, but yeah. let's let's see if that changes. All right, Edmonton, Ottawa, Ottawa at home. Edmonton is terrible, but so is Ottawa. <laughs> this is truly the lesser of two weevils. Uh, oh God, I love that movie. Uh, movies are movies are really dead, aren't they? Um, <laughs> movies are so dead. Uh, I'm gonna go with the home team that's coming off a of bye week. Um, I think Arbuckle's gonna start. Um, I think I think he's gonna start. I think Arbuckle's okay. gonna start, and I think that Arbuckle is too good for the Edmonton defense, who is terrible. And if Arbuckle feels like running, I think it'll be there for him. So uh, I'm gonna go with Ottawa, who are actually like kind of big favorites considering that they're one and seven in this game. Okay. Uh, we don't know what Peter's doing. Uh, John is selecting the Edmonton Elks based on I'm... based on nothing. <laughs> I think it's based on he is trying to get back to a place because uh, it kills him every week to, to root against Edmonton. <laughs> so in a tosser game like this. Uh, oh, this game is full of tossers. Believe me. <laughs> uh i am with you tyler i think that i i didn't hear about arbuckle starting um that's an interesting development um he played a bunch in their last game for the you know he threw a bunch and i can't yeah. see why he would have no, gotten he played yeah played played great um so it, it makes total sense and that really uh, that makes me uh, excited um i think also uh william powell has not had a very good season but this could be a great game for him um so yeah this is a tough one because i think that ottawa is just the better team overall i think edmonton really stinks and they were given a ton of opportunities against a struggling sketch team and then really weren't able to capitalize on it um, but i don't think this is going to be a blowout by any means i think it'll be in the low 20s as far as scoring goes um or i will say in the 20s uh because this could they could I, see some score I, I think you'd be surprised i think ottawa might put a, i think ottawa hopefully you know they're one in seven but really they're like put together like four out of wins in the next six weeks and they're right there i love it let's go to bc saskatchewan okay. at it's so it's see. it's in it's in, in it's in Regina. So keep the magic of mosaic in your in okay. your consideration. So John is calling for BC to win this one. What a loser! I am. I've told you this is my thing. This is gonna be very boring for me for the rest of the year. Like I have a power ranking. <laughs> Whatever team is higher on that power ranking in my mind gets the slot. I'm, does I'm home not, and away affect that at all for you? I mean, not. It in, does not. Uh, right now, it's not going to. If I start really sliding, <laughs> yeah. I might have to adjust. But for right now, I'm just going to choose based on who I think is the better team. Um, and I think BC is the better team. Yeah. Peter, we don't know. Tyler, you know what's with your boys? You know what's incredible? What's incredible is that, and I, I know, again, I always say this before I tell you these things on this, we're not a betting podcast. But BC is only favored by four points. <laughs> BC is going to win by twenty-four points. And the and the thing is, it's not that the Saskatchewan defense is going to play poorly. They're just going to get exhausted running around the field while Cody goes, you know, two and out, <laughs> seven out of the first nine drives. BC's defense does stink, and so I think the game will probably be maybe closer than twenty-four points, but. 
it's certainly could, this could get ugly. Uh, the, just where the both teams, the directions they're trending, like and how just what we're seeing on the field, mm-hmm. uh, this could get ugly. This could be ugly. The point total of fifty-two and a half. I think BC might get fifty-two and a half on their own. Like Saskatchewan is going to score some points, but man, BC is just gonna rub some dirt in it. Yeah, it's gonna get. I think it's. I think this gets ugly. And okay. it's at, and I think it's at Mosaic, and I think people after this after this beatdown, uh, sending Sketch to five and five, I think there's going to be some calls for some changes to be made uh, at the quarterback position and some and some some moving of players. What what, what can they do? That's I mean, I, you know unfortunately there's no trade market in the uh, the CFL, but I mean I I don't, I don't think that Mason Fine. Or Jake Delagala are your your answers. No. Between the the three of them, I I will take Cody. I mean, I, I don't. You take Cody right now. I'll take Mason Fine right now. If I'm being, if I'm if you're asking me, I a, am asking you. A healthy Mason Fine over a broken and battered Cody who's playing with injuries. I'll take Mason Fine. Okay. Just one man's opinion. <laughs> well, you're entitled to it. Uh, all right, moving on. We've got Hamilton, Montreal. Uh, who's first here? Uh, John will be taking. He will be taking Hamilton, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and I am with him on that uh, for no other reason than I think that Montreal sucks, <laughs> and I cannot believe they beat it. The, the, I'm starting. The more I think about it the more I'm starting to really feel embarrassment for, for Winnipeg dropping that one. Because Montreal stinks out loud. Uh, this is one they, of those... This, this, yeah. It's crazy that they scored 20. I know they had an extra you know, series to do it on a short field, but man, to, to let Montreal score any points if you were the lauded Winnipeg defense is not good. Um, and then to only put up 17 against them. Uh, I think Hamilton, especially now that Don Jackson and STE are kind of getting getting moving, uh, Hamilton is, I think, the team that you wish Calgary was, uh, where they're they're getting the ball moving on the ground. Um, so yeah, I think Hamilton's gonna gonna pull this one out. Gosh, you know, I really want to pick Montreal just because. It's a home game. They're coming off that massive, like, high. And I don't want this to be a letdown game. <sighs> but also, Montreal stinks. This is a tough one. I'm actually going to go against... This is... If I if I lose Preds by the end of the season because of one game, it'll be this game because I'm going to go with Montreal. Oh! If, if, if I lose... I'm this... picking... This is one hey, of the, the thing I John just... leapfrogs you if uh, two games go his way this week. Now again, you can go three up. So tactically, uh, this is a great move. Uh, I, I, I think I like Montreal in this spot. Huge win on the road. You come home, you're hyped, you're, you're jacked up. Trevor Harris actually played pretty decent, maybe like his best game of the season. Yeah, at wait, r- relax. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Pump hey, breaks there, kid. Hey, hey. Let's hey, not hey. get ahead of ourselves. I just, I think coming home. Hamilton's not been good on the road, really, or at home either. But they've been, <laughs> they've been. <laughs> Hamilton's not good. It's okay. We can admit it. I I like Montreal at home. I just think it's it's kind of like your power rankings thing to me. If the teams are kind of an even split, which I feel like 
Montreal and Hamilton are both record-wise and just yep. just like what I'm seeing on the field. Then I just take the home team. It tends to be like my my sure. thinking is like when the teams are pretty even, take the home team because that's that's just yeah. I'll I I'll take it. Maybe a little totally more. Ma- maybe a little more. Maybe maybe Montreal just gets a little bit lucky. Maybe some luck starts flowing their way. It's tough. You're starting. To- but also, if Schultz is Schultz gonna start? I don't trust Schultz. No, 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 no. You don't think so? I don't know. You don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I am. I'm gonna stick with Hamilton. I think they've got a they've got a better overall team, but I don't think they're they're good, and I don't think this is gonna be a very gonna be a very edifying game for anyone. <laughs> I think you're right. I don't think it will be. Uh, okay. Finally, we've got Calgary going to uh, Toronto. For me, this is an easy one. Calgary's going to win. No? Yeah, I think it's an easy one, too. Calgary's, uh, Calgary's a bit, Calgary is a better team. If you can believe it, John has Calgary. I'm going to make a wild presumption here and say that Peter is also going to select Calgary. Um, God, I want to so pick, pick Toronto so bad, though, because... This is what Toronto does, right? They'll play like a really vanilla game and sort of like just eke it out. But yeah, I don't have the. If I, were 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 I to have a bigger pred lead, I would put it out on the line more. But kind of got to defend what I have until I get a little bit clear of everybody. Yeah. No, I think, and especially not that Andrew Harris was doing amazing things, but they will miss him as that option um, on the ground. And you know, Kaneem Carey, I don't believe, is going to be back. But still, um, you know, Calgary's just, they are, they're the better team, in my mind. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope people are getting used to these games that we've seen in the last few weeks because there's a lot more of the same coming up. Next week, we've got, uh, after this upcoming week, two weeks from now, another Hamilton-Toronto match, another Sketch-BC, another Ottawa-Edmonton, and then Calgary-Winnipeg for the third time this season. So these teams are becoming very familiar with each other. Yep. Um, which, which is great because it foments a little bit of rivalry. We'd love to see it. Um, so let's move on to fantasy. Fantasy, okay. It's a great right, week for fantasy. Great tight, tight week for fantasy. Yeah, well, uh, at the very top, only the top was very tight. At the very top was Tyler. Uh, you had a huge 101.1, another uh, century week for you that is no your my work. first my first century that your week. first i didn't I, I guess yeah john had the other two um big games that uh, wasn't a huge game consistent everybody was consistent for cody fajardo but he managed to uh get her done especially on the ground he is a running back after all 24.3 points and then you mentioned it dom rhymes 23.1 so you had 101.1 john was right behind you uh 96.7 so you guys were tight anyways so this just kind of continued that horse race fun fact Uh, about my team everyone because sketch scored a special teams touchdown everybody on my roster scored a touchdown themselves (laughs) Nikes, man actually no bruce anderson didn't i'm sorry yeah oh that would have been good that would have been cool (sighs) that would have been great (laughs) yeah we we, john and i had were so close but it was weird because he got all of his points basically from two players who had massive games and then with me it was like everybody just contributed decently yeah, uh, yeah. So John, huge game, four hundred eighty-eight yards, <laughs> couple touchdowns, and a couple interceptions. Three thirty-six point three for Nathan Rourke, and then Brian Burnham on the other side of that in his return, 
uh, or second game back rather, 30.5. Way back from Sean was Peter at 58.8. His only big hit, Bo Levi at 16.2. Nothing to shake a stick at. And then way back from him... (laughs) Was me? Oh man, twenty-eight point three. Lowest score of anybody this entire season. This was bad. So Andrew Harris went out with an injury. Malik Henry didn't end up playing, but I had already committed to him, and they got pulled as a game time decision. Oh, Gino no. Lewis had did nothing at all. Nick Dembski was other than Zach Caleros at fifteen point one. Nick Dembski was my position player leader at six point five. No, this man. was bad. This, this was bad. It's as bad. It's as bad. It's it was a it was a Peter twenty twenty one week as we've ever seen. Dude, this was so I unfortunately have kind of stepped in it. You're in a you're now way. closer to the bottom than you yeah. are at the top. You were two so, weeks two weeks ago. You were leading. I know this has been horrible. Uh, so Tyler, you're uh, you extended your lead just a little bit seven sixty five point four over John seven fifty seven point seven. I'm what is that? I am. 90 points back, almost 90 points back at 669.4, and I'm only 19, 20 points, uh, yeah, 20 points in front of Peter at 650.9. So right now, as Tyler, you're chasing a uh, double champ, I'm trying to avoid a double basement because I can see it with the way my guys are playing, especially, you know, I have a fairly Winnipeg-heavy roster with, Caleros, and you Ellis don't have, but you don't have, but you don't have Dalton, but you don't have Dalton Schoen as the one guy. Dalton Schoen. So I need, I need that, I need Ellingson to to step back up. That that his injury is when the wheels fell off for for poor Maddie. So we got to turn around. Uh yeah, this is not looking good. I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> oh, I think Peter might catch it. <laughs> oh, I don't hell yeah. I mean. Even if we had the same, exact he just cli- same he score. just he just clips along getting like fifty to sixty a week. If he can't, yeah, if, you, we you, have, if we have the exact same score as uh, as last week, I think you can't do that. Enough. You can't possibly do that bad again. Sure, I can. You want to just watch me? <laughs> Let's see. Don't here, believe yeah. me? Just watch. Ooh. Yeah. So if he if we have the exact same scores, he's gonna catch it. I mean, twenty eight point three is like that is. It's almost like you didn't even try. It's almost like I didn't even try. The problem is I'm trying really hard. Um, my team, I, okay, I, I have to make <laughs> You're this. You're crushing it. It's it's kind of, my team is kind of wild because I lost Stan back to start the year, so I'm, I haven't had him in my lineup, and then my quarterback play has been terrible. Mm-hmm. But but it's been between Dalton Schoen and. Uh, my brain just blanked. Uh, Dom Rhymes, seventeen touchdown catches between them. It's ridiculous. I just, I don't know how I walked into that. Uh, yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I need James Butler to come back. I need him. To, I, I really, I know that I can't keep getting away with this, this quarterback play. It's just, just too crappy. I may have. Uh, part of me wants to start Trevor Harris this week. I just, I don't trust Cody anymore, and I, I do think that the. I do think that Harris could kind of tear up Hamilton's defense, which also kind of sucks. Uh, I don't know. I'm it's just, a tough one. It's tough because Cody gets those odd rushing touchdowns. <laughs> so it's like for fantasy, that's it's just tough. Jalen Acklin. You're in, you're in great shape. I need Acklin. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. You're in oh, great shape. If Oliveira <laughs> can keep this up, I'm in, I'm in really good shape. All right. Well, shall we wrap it up? Say thank you to the folks. Thanks, folks. 
follow us on Twitter at movie. Oh, oh <laughs> you did it. Morons. Oh, you did That's it. still up, actually. You can That's... go find the archives. Um, although when I uh, run for public office, I'll have to make those private. So get go, it. Uh, get check it. them get, out. While get your screenshots. Get your screenshots. <laughs> um, and then we've got, uh, actually, check us out for real, Shups and Preds on Twitter. Send us listener feedback at shupsandpreds at gmail.com. Um, and then, yeah, like, subscribe, leave us a review, uh, tell us what you think. If you would love to see special episodes of uh, Movies with Morons, let us know. And if you're lucky, if you're good and eat all your vegetables, we might make something happen. So let us know if there's a movie coming out that you want to hear us uh, riff on for just a little minute. We'll do it separate from the main episode so the, you know, the, the purists don't get mad at us. Uh, and if Dave Dickinson submits one, we will not do it. So Dave, if I know you're listening because you blatantly ignore everything I suggest. Don't submit it. Don't submit a movie because we won't, we won't do, I won't do it. I won't partake. I won't partake. Not on that. Not on that. that. And just so you know, Shups and Preds, no and, Shups and Preds, the letter yeah, N. Shups and Preds. If you just look up Shups, we're the only ones I think that have Shups. S-H-U-P-S. You will find us. So find it, follow like retweet quote tweet but and, and also angry tweet the account if the graphics aren't posted in time <laughs> that would be good we would I, I i got the the third degree from john and peter well john uh <laughs> peter's been trying to defend me <laughs> it unfortunately has been busy and i they brought this on myself i, t- I take responsibility for uh all of them so i uh, I'm, I'm back up to uh, even now, <laughs> I, just, I, I was busy. Final I got question, a kid. I got a job. Final question for the pod: What do you think of the Sprite rebra- rebrand? Did I see? I saw something about this. I've been somewhere. assaulted with ads about the Sprite rebrand, and it's like they didn't change anything about the drink. They just made it more like of a streamlined. It's a green label with white lettering now. That's it. Looks like Seven Up. Yeah. I mean, it probably tastes, it kind of tastes like 7-Up a little bit. Forget these guys. Um, When's the last time you had a Sprite, Honest, honestly? Uh, within the year. Uh, I don't choose it. Like, if I, I, yeah. I've actually had this conversation. If I'm choosing a citrus drink, it's either going to be Squirt or Fresca. Oh, yeah. Also, do you, do you have this feeling? I don't drink soda, folks, but I, I at one point in my life did. I always had this feeling when I was younger that if I drank like a Sprite or a Fresca, that it was somehow healthier than like a darker, like a, like a root beer or a Coke or a Dr. Pepper, as if like the clear liquid made it not as bad for you, which is total, which is total bullshit. The only thing that uh, clear sodas don't have is phosphoric acid. Oh, okay. So they are. Maybe. So there is. I mean, I, yeah. It's like the, they do have a little extra, and there's extra like colorings and flavorings. I yeah. It's definitely you know it's 64 grams of sugar or whatever. But this <laughs> is not. It's not good. Good for you. It's hilarious. I have a vivid memory. Do you remember uh, when Seven Up released DNL? Oh. Do you remember this? Yes. My grandfather bought. We would have gone. We went over there for dinner and bought DNL. I was very, and I vividly remember him telling us that he <laughs> he 
got it because he thinks it quenches your thirst better than regular Seven <laughs> Up. I have a very vivid memory of this. Oh man. <laughs> so R.I.P. Artie, we love you. Um, all right. Any other uh, shout outs you want to give? No. Uh, uh, and this up? this will be the final movies. Kai, oh, I'm doing it too now. Uh, <laughs> this will be the final Shups and Preds pod uh, recorded entirely within the continental United States. That's right. Uh, you know, this is now an international podcast. It wasn't always an international podcast, but now it's a, a transatlantic podcast. So, um, uh, the first and only transatlantic CFL podcast. There you go. You heard it we here. Love it. You heard it here We're first. Pioneers. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this uh, two hander. Uh, we think the whole team will be back next week, uh, but we will see you then with at least one of us.